You're listening to the audio program, Host and Guest, hosted by me, Rick Katchke. Now here's myself, Rick Katchke. Yes, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. I'm your host, Rick Katchke, and on today's program, I'm joined by comedian Paul F. Tompkins. We'll have the interview with Paul in just a moment. A few months ago, at a hotel only a few miles away from my apartment, the Midwest Gaming Classic was held. It was a convention celebrating pinball and video games and developers and mostly people who don't have any sense of body odor. And I went on a Sunday because the admission was half price. It sounded like it would be a lot of fun. The neatest thing that they had for me was a man who had built his own pinball machine called Bill Paxton Pinball. And it was a machine where it had all sorts of Paxton references throughout it. You you go up one ramp and it does a line from Titanic. So I wanted to test it out. And this guy who's standing next to me says, well, you know, I'm a pinball pro. Do you want to do multiplayer? So I agreed to play against him. And he went first and his buddies started recording the whole thing. And he had a great first ball. And then they're they're recording me. And I had one of those where uh just didn't do very well. Like, I had blown it just after the point where it would have restarted and let me replay the ball. No, I, I did terrible. And the same thing happened on the second ball. So he had a lead by several million points. And then I went into, like, some insane zone for the third ball. I was totally locked in. And I started racking up the points and his friends started panicking and trying to get inside my head. So they'd be like, look out for the ramp! And like screaming in my ear, trying to get me to mess up to protect their friend's honor. And I ended up just narrowly edging him out and had the lead and and beat him after three balls. And his excuse was, well, you know, I've never played this machine before. I was just testing it out. If I was really competing against you wouldn't have even been close so don't don't think too much about this and i was like well this is the first time i've ever played the machine too but i uh i passed on getting into a huge argument and fist fight at the midwest gaming classic we'll have the interview with paul in just a moment my guest on today's program is paul f tompkins You've probably seen him on either Mr. Show or when he hosted Best Week Ever. He has two albums on AST Records, Impersonal and Freak Wharf. He has an EP coming out very soon called Sir, You Have Fooled Me Twice and an upcoming Comedy Central special which airs June 11th called You Should Have Told Me. I spoke with Paul in Madison, Wisconsin before a performance of his at the Majestic Theater. Our interview was interrupted a few times and I thought about editing it out, but it's too priceless to keep out. Enjoy. All right. Uh, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. Today we're joined by Paul F. Tompkins. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were welcoming me to Host and Guest, which I guess you were in you a sense. Yes. But I realized halfway through you're speaking to the listener. Um, Serves both purposes. Yeah. 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 Why not, right? <laughs> now, Paul, you are here in Madison, Wisconsin. That is correct. As part of your 300 uh, tour. The, Tom- the Tompkins 300 performance. Okay. Well, even that's misleading because it makes it seem like there's going to be 300 shows. Um, he takes 52 days off that's every right. year. That's 50, that, 54. 50, that's right. No, he takes 52 days. off. Yeah, I take 52. Uh, there's, there's two days I'm just building sets. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, these Facebook groups, it's the way I've been booking my shows now, my stand-up shows, that if people want to see me in their city, they create this Facebook group saying, I want to see Paula Tompkins in my town, and then um, when it gets to 300 people, I book a show. Ooh, bread has just come to the table. <laughs> and the butter tonight is rosemary and lemon. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Um, I really just wanted coffee, but we are getting a lot of things and a lot of attention. Um, yeah, so that's that's the, uh, the the scheme that I'm using now. Is, sure. It's to get the audience in place first and then do the show as opposed to booking a show and then hoping that people show up. Right. I still have to hope people show up because, you know, when people um, join the Facebook group, it's all theoretical at that point where, you know, people are saying, I, I certainly like the idea of that show, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it doesn't that doesn't mean a ticket has been sold. Right. You know? Have you uh, come across where you're looking at the people who have signed up and realized, wait a minute, they're from Utah and <laughs> requesting I oh, yeah, be in New York City? Absolutely. Do we want to start out with a salad or an appetizer or anything for that? I think we're okay yeah. for just now, yeah. Okay, sure. Thank um, you. I will tell you we do have one special going on tonight. Um, it's a Norwegian piece of salmon with roasted fingerling potatoes and asparagus topped with house-cured pancetta and some oyster mushrooms and then some pea shoots, and that's $19. Um, and then also, just so you are well aware before we recorded, um, the entrees that we have on the back of our menu are all paired with three sauces that are suggested by our, our chef that he feels like most complement the flavors of the dish. However, um, they do come on the side in their own individual ramekin, so you're welcome to like, dip it, pour it on, however you like to eat it. Um, and if any of the sauces don't seem like they'd be most appetizing to you, you can always switch them out for the ones on the side. Nice. Fair enough. That nice. seems very fair. Okay. Thank you well, so much, I will Megan. leave that for you as well, and thank I'll be you. back to check on you a little bit. Great. Thank you. Uh-huh. What was uh, amazing about that was how complicated it was. Like, there was a lot going on there that I, you know, I, I that, did, that interruption ended up being way longer than I thought because of the uh, the mysterious sauce uh, edition where <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know when that was going to end. I just wanted to show the sausage. Just one more thing. Yeah. This monologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more thing. There's a bit of a puzzle going on with the. Uh, with the sauces, with the entrees. Uh, <laughs> One of them is poisoned. <laughs> but it's off to the side. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all on ramekins. So, yeah, you can you can opt to not dip your food in poison uh, sauces. Now, uh, Paul, you have a, a new EP coming out very soon. That is true. That's very uh, true. I think June 1st, if I'm not That mistaken. is the hot rumor. I th- <laughs> is that really the hot rumor? Burning up. Moves.google.com. It is a slow everything day. <laughs> um, yes, uh, it's it's uh, stuff that uh, was recorded at the same time that I did uh, the recording for f- my CD Freak Wharf in Chicago. At the Lakeshore Theater. Yeah. yeah. May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace. <laughs> uh, it, uh, although I feel like the Lakeshore Theater might be uh, a ghost theater as it was tormented before it died. <laughs> so uh, it may... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever ends up being in that spot, probably the ghost of the Lakeshore Theater will envelop it. Um, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I did two shows that night, and um, so this and the bulk of the, I, I think all of the the material on Freak Wharf came from one performance. The early, the early show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this is stuff from the late show. This is like the opening and uh, and a request that I honored, um, which I don't normally ever do. Well, first of all, I don't get requests a whole lot. But when I do, 
I always find it's very strange because it's for many reasons that material is already recorded um, so you have access to it if you wish um, <laughs> you're doing a live recording of a new album but I'm doing a live recording of a new album like meh I wanted to hear stuff I already know <laughs> oh, I, well I hope that in the future you'll be requesting material from this album when I'm recording the next one um, but yeah there's that and then there's also the, the weirdness of uh, you know, because stand-up is conversational, mm-hmm. so to 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 sort of acknowledge, yes, I have done this before. I've said these words before, and now I'm going to say them again. But I'm going to pretend like it's spontaneous <laughs> conversation. I mean, nobody is, you know, the 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 bond that you enter into, uh, the pact that you enter into uh, uh, as the performer. Um, with the audience is that we're all going to pretend that I haven't said this before, you know, even though we all know that, of course, I've rehearsed this, I've mm-hmm. worked on it, I've added to it, I've subtracted from it. But to have it just glaringly like, do that thing that you did before, and I know that you know how it goes, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. The, the, the problem is that a lot of material starts out in a, in a sort of faux spontaneity, like, mm-hmm. hey, last week I saw this thing. And it's, well, okay, I realized it did not happen at all last week. This was years ago. This Two years ago, I yeah. recorded this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's the stuff that's on the EP. But I, I, was, I was pleased that, uh, the, with honoring the request, I made the bit, uh, which is about, about uh, the gag of peanut brittle cans. Sure. Um, I made it significantly different from... Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it on. If mm-hmm. it was just... When I listened back to it, I was like, wow, I really went crazy with this. So. That, was at the, that was at the end of your first show, right? Yeah, that was at the yeah. end of the first show, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a shocker. Freak Wharf had the last bit That's cut right. out of it. That's right. Exclusive right exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Please don't tell me. You'll see it on news.com. <laughs> Not Google News. News.google.com. News. Yes. It's the hot rumor. <laughs> Now, uh, Paul, you're an alumni of Mr. Show. Yes, I am. Uh, do you have any favorite uh, experiences from your time there or a favorite sketch that you did? Oh, that's hard. I, I mean, there there were so many. The, the sketches that are my favorites are the ones that I was not in, uh, honestly, because sure. I, I think there's so much anxiety over the sketches that I either wrote or acted in. Um, you know, because that uh, that show was such an amazing thing to be a part of, and you know, I didn't want to be the weak link. You know, yeah. and, and there was a constant, and it was also my first big showbiz job. And, and and with anytime you get a job like that, which is a sort of dream come true job, mm-hmm. you spend much of it thinking, oh, people are gonna think I'm a fraud. You know, you feel like a fraud, mm-hmm. and you feel like people are going to realize I should not be here, and they're gonna fire me. You know, so you, there's a there's a period that you go through where you do not enjoy the job at all. You know, this thing that you've wanted to do f- for so much of your life. Um, so yeah, the sketch, I, I think my all time favorite Mr. Show sketch was the the pre taped call in show um, with David Cross as the guy who was um, he was doing a call in show, but he was recording it a week in advance, and so the call in audience could never quite get the hang of it. Um, of having the topics um, given in advance so they would know to call the following week uh, to the pre-tape show. So he always had people calling for the previous week's topic. <laughs> because insane. they aired at the same time. Right? Yes, it was, it was insane. It was insane. It was a great performance by David, and I, I just loved that sketch so much. Um, one of my 
a thing that, that resonates uh, very strongly with me now as I'm doing these uh, these gigs and as, as I've gotten more and more serious about my stand-up in the last uh, in the last uh, decade, let's say, um, was doing the warm-up for the live tapings of, of Mr. Show. Um, because that taught me so much about being in the moment and being spontaneous and sure. being aware of my surroundings, what's going on, and just how to riff, you know, how to, how to talk and be funny uh, off the top of my head. Right. And uh, it, getting to do that um, on, a, on a regular basis, really being uh, thrown into the, uh, the fire like that was uh, thrown into the pool, I should say. Not thrown into the fire. If somebody throws you into the fire, they're not teaching you how to not be on fire. Pool of fire, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a, <laughs> look, it was, a, it was a cold night, right? Like, let's swim in the pool. It's heated. But let's, like, light a fire in the chimenea so that we can get out. We can be in robes. And we can hang out. We'll have some wine. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was... Um, it was it was an on the job training of the of the best kind, you know, in every way. I mean, sure. that show that show taught me so much about about performing and about writing, you know, mm-hmm. and and the the techniques that I learned from Bob and David, who were who were great and uh, patient teachers um, and very encouraging. Uh, the lessons that I learned from them, uh, I've been able to apply to uh, to so much of my writing in so many different arenas, you know, sure. and, and it's. Um, yeah, that stuff is still very much with me. Yeah. Now, uh, you recently got married. Was there any pressure on you, uh, people coming up expecting you to have a funny wedding, uh, a goofy? I don't know. I I thought that people probably assumed that there was going to be a level of that. Um, and there wasn't at all. I mean, you know, I, I think when it got to the reception, there were some toasts and there was like a couple little jokes and stuff. But... There was nothing funny in the ceremony. My wife got the biggest laugh in the ceremony. You know, she said, uh, and it was by saying something really honest in, in the midst of her vows. <laughs> in the midst of her vows, she, sure. was, she was talking about, um, you know, I, I'm going to stand by you during all the uh, all the different uh, things that life can throw at you. And she, you know, it was it was an expansion of for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, where she just named just you know all the all the different things that happen in a life right. you know and one of them was um through times that are boring you know and people laughed and uh, but i could tell by the laugh that it was it started out as a laugh of surprise and then it was a laughter of recognition of right. yeah there's going to be times where it's boring yeah <laughs> because if you're if you're together for that long the idea is lifetime you know um, yeah, there's going to be times where you're both like, this is boring, <laughs> you know. But uh, but it's part of life. Excellent. But yeah, my my wedding was not a, you know. No a, goofy teeth on oh the bridesmaids. I've heard a lot of stories from from uh, uh, comedic uh, uh, performers who were friends of mine, the people who got married and had some crazy performance element to their wedding. And right. We did not have any of that. <laughs> Now you have a, a podcast that's in the works coming out sometime soon. Uh, yeah. Sort of a combination of material that you do with the Paul F. Tompkins show mm-hmm. at, at Largo and new material as well. Or yeah, what I want it to be is um, I, I, I'm drawing on all the the inspirations that uh, that I have for the the podcasting form, which I which I really enjoy and, mm-hmm. and really admire, and, and there are people that are doing some great things with it and. Uh, you know, one of my biggest influences is uh, uh, Tom Sharpling, who hosts the best show on WFMU, and, and I first got into that show via podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a uh, uh, he and I share a love of, of uh, uh, stream of consciousness uh, 
for lack of a better term, rambling. You know, although there's there's you know there there are points that are gotten to, but it's uh, it's the idea of being in the moment and seeing where your thought process will take you. Um, and uh, there's these other guys, um, a group called Super Ego, that do a, uh, a produced podcast. It's it's uh, Im- improvised sketch that is later. Um, edited and sound effects are added and yeah. music is, is put in and uh, it's really it's really amazing I absolutely love that thing it comes out once a month I wish it came out every day um, <laughs> but they put a lot of work into it and it's um, it ends up being a really incredible thing so I, I that, that was a that was kind of a revelation to me and I realized oh yeah you can do whatever you want it doesn't have to be the, the, the standard format that a lot of my friends employ is the, the three people sitting around talking, you know, yeah. which, which I really enjoy. Right. I really like do Never like Not that. Funny, it's yeah, amazing. Never Not yeah. Funny, comedy and everything else. Um, you know, um, uh, other podcasts. Other podcasts, <laughs> two other podcasts. Um, and I, yeah, and I do like that. And, and that would be, uh, you know, it's tough because that would be the simplest thing to do. Yeah. And it would be great. But what I, what I want to do, and I think what is truer to my personality is, uh, to have stuff from my my um, my Largo show uh, that is not stand up and is not sketch necessarily. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, there's stuff that I do with uh, a comedian named Dave Gruber Allen, who uh, you recognize from Freaks and Geeks, right. and, and he's been in a lot of stuff. The Naked Trucker, and um, and he and I do a regular bit every month where it's uh, it's just a give and take kind of thing. Um, there's uh, I I will read um, my uh, Google voicemail transcripts. Um, Google Voice is the service that, uh, you know, rather than um, <laughs> rather than your voicemail going directly to your phone where it would be convenient, uh, it goes to this third-party place where you have to access it via an email or a website, so you have to be connected to the Internet to hear your voicemail. Um, but I'm keeping it because it, it will email you a transcript of the voicemail Mm -hmm. and it's not even close to accurate like they're (laughs) insanely wrong and um i've been doing this for a couple months and made it a regular feature of the show and then for black history month i had tim meadows come out and read the um a google transcription of the i have a dream speech um which was one of my that is one of my all-time favorite things that had ever happened in my life i'm putting that up with my wedding I think it is number two after my wedding, and it was very serious too. Oh yeah, he read it. He read it so perfectly. It was so fun. And it was. It was really long too. And I, I did not do the whole speech, but it was still like mm-hmm. kind of long because it was so hard. Because it was so crazy. And I'm like, how do I cut this? And um, so when I gave it to him, I said, because he was the one who had to read it. I said, look, this is kind of on the long side, so you don't have to read the whole thing. You know, read as much as you feel comfortable with. Um, you know, it's fine. Have we decided, gentlemen. We have decided we're gonna we're gonna stand pat. I think. Okay. Where we are. Yeah. Sounds good. Great. Thank sure. you. I'll take these out. Of your Thank room. you so much. No I appreciate problem. it, Megan. No problem. Tim did read the whole thing, and then when he uh, when he was leaving, he had to cut out right after the uh, right after his part was done, and uh, he told me later, I was like, I just had to read the whole thing. <laughs> like once he started, it was just so insane. It was. Yeah. Like, he really he really loved doing it, which was that was touching to me because I loved Tim. I was. I think he's one of the funniest guys ever and uh, to have him be that excited about an idea of mine and participate in it was, was really exciting I'm sorry uh, uh, did you meet Amy Mann through through Largo then I've seen you tour with her uh, for her Christmas shows yeah I, I met Amy at Largo a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the musicians that I that I use in, in my variety show and, and uh, who have become friends of mine I met at Largo when uh, 
when Largo's first opened, I think they'd been open a, a year maybe or mm-hmm. something like that, and they were dark on Mondays. They didn't have anything going on. They were a music club. Mm-hmm. And um, so this guy, Josh DiDonato, who had been booking these uh, these comedy nights in various places and um, had been shut down at various places, you know, they, whatever, it was never like a perfect fit and the, 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 the owners of the places didn't like the people coming in or whatever, yeah. you know, um, so they, uh, uh, he approached Largo at an open night, and they had never done comedy, and and that was it. So I started doing stand up there, and then sure. got introduced to this whole other world, you know. And it ended up being a, a huge turning point for me, you know, uh, creatively. I, I was uh, meeting these these uh, I, I was seeing these amazing people performing in both comedy and music, and then. Uh, um, getting to work with them, yeah. Um, but just really being incredibly inspired by the the people that that the artists that are are part of the the Largo family. Sure, you know, it's a, it's an amazing group of people. Now, uh, every week on the show, we always ask for some recommendations. Uh, so, first of all, uh, an album recommendation could be a recent album, could be a favorite album, Mm-mm-mm-mm. comedy or music or both. So I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to look at my telephone and see what music I have in here. Because this is one of those questions that I always blank on, you know. When somebody asks me, what's your favorite right. thing? I, I looked for stuff that would stump you. Uh. <laughs> You're a regular little uh, David Gregory over there. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, let's see. This, is, this is great, right, to listen to me looking through stuff. <laughs> um, I, oh, I I just worked with um, Andrew Bird, sure, um, on my show, and uh, I would say his his latest album, um, uh, uh, Noble Beast, is uh, is fantastic. He's he's a very um, uh, he's a unique performer and uh, has a really interesting uh, sound and style. Um, and I, I believe has is a no joke is a champion whistler. Yeah, he's you know this right. Yes, he's like one contest and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I love that he's like yeah, he's a singer songwriter and he's he's you know, he's doing these things, but then it's also like no, I'm gonna go enter a competitive whistling <laughs> championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it. Scripture says don't hide your light under a bushel. And also uh, a film recommendation. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see that babies movie. <laughs> <laughs> when the goats eat the uh, I, milk. Oh, I think babies are adorable, and I love to look at babies. Um, just the commercial. There was uh, some Chinese baby in some weird little swaddling thing, um, where his legs were uh, he or she. I don't even know. Uh, legs were uh, encased in the swaddling thing. It was like a kicking and uh, pun- punching its little arms in the air. <laughs> And that that I I could watch ninety minutes of that no problem. <laughs> Another thing that I'm really excited about I, this is weird to be recommending things that I have not seen, but uh, <laughs> right. the Winnebago Man documentary. Oh yeah, I I saw the trailer for that the other day, and I got I, I said on Twitter I have not been this excited. I've not wanted to see a movie this immediately after seeing the trailer since I was a child, and I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> the trailer for Raiders. I was like, I got this. That must happen right now. But like that thing. 
if you, I urge everyone to seek this out. Seek out the original clips. Jack Rebney. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when that was a, that was a VHS tape being mm-hmm. passed around. You know, there was like a uh, a VHS compilation of all these crazy video clips. You know, it was a lot of weird local commercials and like the guy doing the. Uh, the the mattress that not I forget what it's a commercial for, but he's he's playing a guitar and he jumps roof, off and jumps off, hits the mattresses, <laughs> and then bounces off the mattresses. Didn't see that coming and lands on the ground like f- f- falling from a the top of a tractor trailer. Um, so, so which I think Paul Thomas Anderson did with John C. Riley doing that, right? It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay, and I can't remember which movie it was. It must have been was it Boogie Nights? No, it couldn't have been Boogie Nights. Hard Eight. Maybe it was Hard Eight. I don't remember. Or, or was it Punch Drunk Love? Maybe it was Punch or Drunk There Will Be Blood. I bet it was. It was probably There Will Be Blood, <laughs> featuring you. Uh, but, but starring me. Um, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to yeah, no, 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 underscore. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, Winnebago Man is is. Uh, I I cannot wait to see that. That guy just looks like a, a fascinating guy. Anything else coming up that you'd uh, like to recommend or promote? Um. Oh, my f- friends of mine are writing on this show for Fox called uh, The Good Guys, mm-hmm. um, Bradley Whitford and Colin Hanks, and uh, I got to see one episode of it. Uh, I haven't seen the, the pilot yet, which just premiered, but I got to see uh, like a, an uncut episode you know, a couple months ago, yeah. and uh, that show is nuts, and uh, I, I can't wait to see more of it. I, I think that's... Uh, I love Bradley Whitford. I think he's, uh, he's great. I've been a, a fan of his since uh, West Wing, and... Uh, He's really funny in it, and it's just like a really nuts kind of show. So uh, check that out, everybody. Excellent. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on Host and Guest. It was my pleasure. Also to Megan for uh, joining us. Of course, Megan, thank you for taking care of us. Thanks again to Paul for joining me on the program. For more information, be sure to visit his website, paulftompkins.com, and that's T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S. Our theme song is done by Tiny Folk, and you can listen to all of his music on Last FM. Just search for Tiny Folk. T-I-N-Y-F-O-L-K. Thanks for listening to Host and Guest. Yes.